Welcome back to Off the Gym Floor Podcast with me, Mark Kelly, and my colleague, Maddie Ruzzo. This week, we talk about lower back pain, a topic that is very close to my heart. Uh, we talk about all the things that can cause it and all the ways to fix and relieve it as well. So, hope you enjoy it, hope you take something from it, and thanks for listening. So, how are we doing today, Matty? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you? Fantastic. Had a great morning. Might have been full of caffeine, that's probably why. Full of caffeine? Yeah. You a black coffee man, or are you... No, no. You know, I, could I, I have I, a little bit of milk in there? I'm a pure caffeine guy. I don't do coffee. You don't do coffee at all? I just go straight. What, like Red Bulls? Like, yeah. Sugar-free. No does. Oh, Red Bulls. Oh, no does. I do have that now and again. But only when I need it to focus. You see it? Well, actually, speaking of that, on the weekend, I had an espresso martini, believe it or not. And then I had oh, another espresso martini. And then I had another espresso martini on top of that. So I had three espresso martinis um, back to back, and it actually rocked me to my very core. I was, I was about to say, you could have literally just gone, I had three espresso oh, martinis. My, there was something was, there was like a monkey in my head just like banging these two symbols together over and over again. It was the weirdest feeling, yeah. So if anyone's drinking espresso martinis out there, maybe go one, not where, three. Where were you? Uh, just the Drift Bar. Where's that? Uh, just the local watering hole. Oh, the local watering hole. Oh, it sounds fancy with your espresso martini. Yeah, it's not. It's this side of the um, Karamonte Bridge. But yeah, no, I got a, got a couple of them just to mix it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I shan't be doing that again anytime soon. What about you, mate? What's your what's your surfing, mate? Does, you've been surfing again. Surfing. I'm 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 learning to surf, and I was standing on the board. I was killing it. You're standing. I like like I stood last week, but only like whitewash or riding the wave a little bit. I'm riding the wave a little bit. Yeah. But you can actually, stand up now. I actually got so good. I managed to stand up on my board and pull my shorts back up after they fell down. Yeah. Only a little bit. Like there's nothing. Is it more of is your surfboard more of a flotation device for you? Because I, I assume you can't swim. Oh, it's a big for me. It's an it's an eight. Oh no, I don't need to swim. Oh, it's a big boat. I, I, I touch the bottom. Why would I learn to swim? I'll not be going out a little bit too. Yeah, actually, you are a big unit. How far out do you have to walk before you can't touch the bottom? Uh, I, I haven't been out that far yet. So I, I, yeah, I no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't anyway, mate. I must have been yeah. out a good thirty meters at mate, least. You, someone trying to save you once you're out there getting, <laughs> getting caught in like you know your little backpackers roof or whatever. Um, yeah, no, well, good luck, good luck, yeah, you probably need more than that. <laughs> anyway, right. so this week, a little bit about back pain, we're going to keep it nice and short and brief, because uh, you said you've got a nip off quite soon. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't need a nip off, and you know, dip, we say dip, a dip off somewhere, or just dip. Is that what they say over here? Yeah, it's the slang. Oh, oh we've got nip off no, back you just need a dip, oh, it's nip off back home. Huh. Isn't nip to do more with, like, uh, eating? I don't want a nip of that. No, or just a nip. a nip. Like, like no, if you want like, a nip, that like a nip's like a measure of alcohol back home. So if you have a nip of whiskey, it's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Whiskey. So it's like you know, oh, do you want any um, milk in your coffee? Just a nip. Yeah. Well, if I how can you use that there? But you can't go nip off. It's a diverse. It's a diverse. It's a strange word. language. It's a strange language, I'd say. Um, it's where you your one came from. Can't where my what? So it's where you came from. <laughs> I mean, you guys all speak English. Yeah, not Scottish though. Yeah, but they're all their own slangs, aren't they? Scotland's a little... It's only the Queen's English that's the, the purest, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't know. Depends who you're talking to over there, I think. <laughs> right, okay, so looking at lower back pain... So, well, well, this, what oh. are we, so we're, talk, we're talking about lower back pain today. 
that's what yeah, we Yeah, that's, that's the topic. Because your text messages worked this week, so we could actually plan stuff. Well, so why are we talking about lower back pain, Mark? Well, because it bloody hurts, that's why. <laughs> so you have a bit of a crook back usually, don't you? I, I do, I do have a crook back, and there's a, I think it's it's something that a lot of people suffer from. In fact, yeah. what's the stats, Matty? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Let me have a look at my let me have a look at my stat. But we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Don't worry about that. But yeah, I think lower back pain. I think is probably like a really good topic mm-hmm. to um, talk about. I think it's really relevant. I think pretty much eighty percent of people will experience some type of back pain uh, at some stage in their lifetime. But so I, I think it's a good topic to kind of like bring up because I think it's people who think they got lower back pain just think oh I got lower back pain. You know yeah. that's just what I have and they. It can be fixed, especially general lower back pain as well. Oh, like absolutely. we're not talking about kind of that acute, um, like the specific well, yeah, injury. specific yeah. injury to your lower back that some people deal with. They can't really shake, and they, you know, have to manage that in their own way. But we're just talking about you know you wake up one morning or you you know you're out doing a lot of yard work or something for a yeah. while. You're picking up wheelbarrows, picking up some big rocks, and all of a sudden the next day you're like, holy crap, my lower back's really sore. Okay, and. You know, what's the first thing people usually do? They usually go, okay, I've got to go see my doctor. I've got to go see my physio. I think it's the most common um, injury. So when you say you think, is this, well, this is the stats that you research? This is what I, when I in my re, in my research for lower back pain, uh, mm-hmm. I believe that it's probably the most common uh, injury that people go to see the physio or their GP for. Yeah. There's usually some type of lower back pain. And I think when... Yeah, people do go and see the physio and the doctor. Usually, they uh, the physio might go, oh, okay, let's massage it out. You know, let's you know release their pain. So it makes you, it makes you feel good. Part of the solution, but yeah, it's not which the is whole part solution. of the solution, but it's not the whole solution at the same time. And I think when when people are looking for these solutions, what people tend to avoid is exercising because it aggravated. But yeah. if you do the right exercise and, and like like most things exercise is the cure and it's the the maintenance and it's the prevention oh 100 percent. and i mean i think that reactive framework like you go to your gp and say hey i got lower back pain or they usually just say okay stay off it for a while and then yeah it might come good eventually but then later down the track you're going to hurt yourself again it's just such a reactive way of thinking yeah. about it it's not that proactive approach um, that I think more people should be talking about yeah. uh, taking. So if we so we said it's, it's non-specific back pain, so it's not a specific injury like we've broken a back, bulge yeah. disc or anything like that. So or herniated. Look, yeah. Sciatica. At, we're not looking at sciatica. We're not looking at sciatica either. So but that can be another podcast. It can be another podcast. So the causes. So causes in general um, back pain. What one of them is the sedentary lifestyle. So especially since I've got I've worked with a lot what? of people. Sedentary or sedentary. sedentary? Sedentary. Sedentary. Sed- sedentary? Nah. I thought it was tomato, sedentary. tomato, mate. Uh, tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> What's the sense? Well, oh, we say it's sedentary in this country. Oh, that's, least, sorry. So. I, I, obviously, I'm not going to pass my <laughs> Australian uh, nationality test. So. No. But yeah, so that whatever kind of lifestyle where you don't do much, that uh, which I've worked with a lot of people who have been office-based and more and more stuff is obviously going to be technology-based these days. So computers, the digital world, that's coming into it. We sit down. How much more do we travel to work? I mean, there's people who travel from here, from the Sunshine Coast, down to Brisbane to work. No. And you, know, you get the traffic, and then that's two hours down, two hours back. That's four hours sat in a car. Yeah, and then, so, so, so that's a, a big cause of it. And then what that leads to is you get those tight hip flexors, you get those weakened glutes, you get those weakened core muscles, you know. Um, so that is all going to start tightening up, maybe pinching on nerves, 
putting your your posture out of alignment yeah. uh, as, as, as well. Well, I mean, like when you think back to evolution, like our body's evolutionized as, is evolutionized the word? It is now, all right, evolutionized to uh, stand, to basically stand up nice mm-hmm. and tall. So all the muscles that, you know, we, our hip flexors are meant to be long. Our glutes are meant to be short and strong. Um, you know, our upper back muscles are supposed to hold us upright. However, as you're saying, with your uh, sedentary lifestyle, um, you know, you're sitting in the car for hours on end, you're mm-hmm. sitting down watching TV, you're sitting at a desk at work, you're in the opposite of what we're supposed to be in. So obviously that's going to, you know, jeopardize yeah. our posture and basically can lead to lower back pain, which is yeah. most of the time. And I think another big thing is manual handling. So everyone's done a safety unit at work on manual handling. Oh. And obviously in the gym, man, manual handling is what the gym's all about. It, it's about moving weights, lifting weights, and uh, people doing it wrong. And I, I must admit, for years and years, and this is where I know a lot of my back pain comes from, is yeah. I lift a lot with the back muscles. Yeah, or oh. I, I did. So rather than engage, like you were saying, the glutes are meant to be short and strong. My glutes are much better than what they were. Still working on them, because uh, it's, it's an ongoing thing, but... I did not engage them during squats, during deadlifts, general manual handling, picking things up and putting them down again. The glutes didn't fire, and I know that's the case for a lot of people. Um, so again, that lifting technique is what kind of goes into a lot of these calls. 100%. I mean, you need to be able to load your body mm-hmm. appropriately, so you're not going to be overworking a certain area. You want to make sure when you load your body, you're loading the big muscles, not the small muscles. Exactly. For example, and I mean, like, I remember one time I heard a guy say, um, "There's plenty of uh, plenty of uh, small guys out there with um, perfect form, but I guarantee you those small guys with perfect form probably don't have any injuries. Better than I'd rather be a small guy with a good technique." Than a big guy with riddled with in- injuries. Exactly, because the big guys, uh, I suffered from this as well. You know, I played second row for many years, been 110 up to 120 kilos in my, my playing days, and people expect you to be the big guy, the strong guy, the guy who yeah. breaks the tackles and stuff like that. Yeah. So you just want to lift as much tin as you possibly can, and then just not spend enough time on that that technique. Oh, exactly. I mean, like, and when we're looking, I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here yet, but I mean, when we're looking in, uh, you know, in the gym, yeah, you know, what I people will say, don't do deadlifts, they hurt your back, or you see people doing deadlifts and you <laughs> see them doing it so wrong that they are gonna hurt their back. Mm-hmm. You know, however, a deadlift done right with really good form Straight is actually probably one of the best exercises for your back, ironically. Okay. However, you know, you go to a doctor and you say, Hey, I heard my well, I hurt my lower back deadlifting, they're probably going to say, Oh, stop deadlifting then, okay, yeah. or maybe learn how to kind of load your body right, okay, make sure you're engaging the right muscles. Well, that's it. Deadlifts, squats are another one. Uh, yeah. We, we've talked, uh, I know we've had plenty of chats on ankle mobility in the past and how much that, that's a big thing that leads into that back being so went forward, you stress the back. Um, and another big one, which is, we've talked about this last week, is kettlebell swings. I love a kettlebell oh. swing. Great for the posterior chain, but it is done wrong, like anything else. It, yeah. It's, it's one that people commonly find hurts their back. And I know there's a few people when, when we do the, the, the group sessions here, kettlebells come into that quite a lot. 
and they're, they're lifting light. It's like, you could probably go heavy. It's like, oh, but it hurts my back. It's like, well, yeah, that's because you're doing, you know, this wrong. You're letting your shoulders go forward too soon. That kettlebell's pulling you forward. You're not controlling it. Um, so these things are all things that will strengthen your back, but they'll kill you if you don't do it right. Oh, absolutely. Just like, you know, you, even in generic hip hinges, mm. like, you know, which can apply to, you know, Romanian deadlifts, deadlifts, any type of deadlift or, you know, hip thrusts even as well. Like, you just see them done and performed wrong yeah. so often. And those, ex- and those exercises performed wrong are the worst for your lower back. Yeah. Like, that's how, that's how you you injure yourself and so just simple little technique fixes like they're in some cases minuscule little adjustments mm. just you know make sure oh are you loading that in your hamstrings or are you feeling that in your lower back yeah you know just little micro adjustments can sometimes make the, um, the biggest difference so you know when we come to the gym we want to make sure you know we're getting stronger That's but right. we also want to make sure we're moving better as well and here's one more thing one more thing for the done wrong in the gym you've got you got a guy or a girl Perfect technique in the squat, perfect technique in the deadlift. Oh, yeah. Goes to put the bar down after that final rep, or goes to load or unload the plates onto that, that barbell. Are they thinking about technique when they're loading that? No. Because you go and lift that plate off the bar from a, from, oh. from a after a deadlift, it's on the floor, and they're hunched over. So it's like you've gone and focused on that perfect form, keeping yourself safe, lifting heavy through that deadlift, and then you go to take the plate off. And that's when you throw it your back because you've curved your spine, you're not using your legs, you haven't got down to ground level to move it. And then all that good work you've done, you're just undone. So this, this is what bugs me. And I look at clients like, I know that was your last deadlift. But just, just because it's over, it doesn't mean you go, oh, curve the back and, and put it down. It's like, no, you go perfect to the end. Yeah. Mate, I didn't even think of like taking your plates off of that. Oh uh, yeah, 100%. You said that done so And yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> you you said that because that's how you learned <laughs> your back. Because you're, you're such a tall unit, about 6'8 or whatever the hell you six, are. Eight, yeah. If you're doing some type of deadlift or whatever, you're trying to get down nice and low. Especially, you know what irritates me actually about the gym? No, it grinds my gears. Yeah, yeah. why the hell do they put the heavy weights down the bottom oh, when you set them up this, and the top and the lightweights at the top. This used to bug me. It still kind of does because I, I love to have the heaviest weights at chest level so it's easy to slide or not. Yeah. But the reason it's done like that. High level for some other people. Well, actually, we, we, we um, the reason they do it is, so if you take that off and somebody slips and drops that plate, 25 kilos coming from four or five foot in the air compared to 25 kilos coming from six inches in the air, Right, so it's an OHS type thing. Yeah, so it is. Ugh. If you lift properly, but it is, it's, it's a hassle. When you do the squat, you just want to take the oh, big heavy plate, chest height onto that chest height bar. Um, it, it, it's From that point of view, it's easier. But yeah. if something slips off there, because how many times have you seen somebody too lazy goes and overloads a peg, so that last piece yep. is hovering on That there. is true. I mean, and that that's why the heavies go at the bottom. So if you're going to have a 25 well, kilo foot yeah. down on your foot, six inches is better than four foot. I mean, look, I think that's almost natural selection though at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, if someone's, if someone can't pick off a, pick up a big weight and they drop it on their foot, you know what, maybe you deserve to hurt your foot. Yeah. I reckon at the end of the day. There you go. Not, safety levels. Not, yeah, I hate trying to break my back, trying to pick up the 25 kilo <laughs> plate from the bottom. Oh, oh man. So yeah, yeah so yeah, that, no, I see what you're saying. So that generalizes like in the gym, what are the ones that quite often uh, injure people? And that last one there is the thing that everybody forgets is just generally moving the weights around and loading the weights in the gym. So, we're, so when we're looking at how to fix it then, uh, let's 
let's go on a couple of things there. So you mentioned massage earlier. What what massage is doing? Release release work type thing. Well, I think yeah. a lot of people with um, lower back pain, they have there's a muscle in your lower back um, called your quadratus lumborum yep. or your QL muscle. Uh, I think they sometimes get. Uh, if they're very active and very switched on, it probably means that your glutes are pretty inactive yeah. to say. So you're kind of like when you're lifting up things, you're probably utilizing those back muscles. But, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I've got to stra- strengthen up my back, yeah. you know, and I'm going to try these extensors. There's, there's literally like your, your back flexors, uh, extensors, sorry, um, and your quadratus lumborum, uh, or QL muscles are actually really small. Like... You, yeah, you want to strengthen them a little bit, but I wouldn't spend too much time trying to strengthen them. I'd focus more on maybe strengthening your core, well, your deep core. Like, like we focus, the, the, the hip flexors can be tight, but the lower back can be tight because people yeah. focus on it and because the technique is terrible. And like you said, they're using that to lift. So the back is it's not actually strengthening the back, it's strengthening everything around it. Yeah. And it's funny, I was watching a, a, a video from Squat University the other day, it's like, where you feel the pain and where you get Shout the out. symptoms from, yeah, I love Squat University, yeah. where you get the pain and the symptoms from is not normally the problem, it's just a, a yeah. symptom of where the problem is. So you, you just said there, back's tight, back, so I need to strengthen my back. No, you're your glutes aren't firing, your glutes aren't strong, they're oh. not doing enough work, that's where the back pain is going from. So if we get them working, the back will, you know, Oh, uh-huh, 100%, 100%, and that's, um, you know, uh, Mike Boyle's uh, joint-by-joint approach yeah. to a T. Like, you, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I've got knee pain, let's treat the knee. No, we should be looking at the ankle or the hip. Yeah. You know, we should be looking either down or up and see what's going on there. Because generally, um, if something's, uh, if you've got pain somewhere, there's probably an issue either up or down the chain. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, boils uh, joint by joint. And then there's also, I think, that upper and lower cross syndrome. I won't get too much into that because it's pretty hard to explain, but it basically just essentially means if one area's yeah. tight, it means the other area is generally, uh, generally, uh, uh, pretty inactive. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what that area means. And I think like when we're looking at lower back pain and we're talking about those hip flexors, like if those hip flexors are super short and super on because we've been, you know, we're sitting down a lot, you know, driving, sitting at working at a desk, um, then that's probably going to mean my glutes at the back are pretty inactive and I'm not yeah. using them on the other side. Exactly. So, same with like your core muscles as well. Um, your deep core muscles anyway, not that six pack layer, but that's another podcast that we did a few weeks ago, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, Go going back to how to fix it, so we were talking about massage, we were talking about stretching. Yeah. So, again, you can either, you can get, you know, sports massages, which are fantastic, get right in there and help to loosen it. It's more of, that's more alleviating the symptoms and yeah. also helping you move better so when you're in the gym you can move correctly and you can do that yourself with foam rollers, trigger point balls. So if yeah. you are getting tightness in, in muscles, this is something that's good to do before your session so you move better after your session just to keep you nice and loose and maintain that oh, mobility. I'd say, yeah, foam, foam roll, you know, up and down up and down your quad mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, maybe get a trigger ball down in, into your hip flexor or your TFL muscle yeah. as well. They're really good because if they're super tight, then, you know, that's how we, we need to release them first and then we need to activate our opposing muscles, which would be our glutes in this case. Yeah. So, yeah, I think even like a glute trigger can help sometimes as well. 
Perfect. Just getting that trigger ball into there. And then good and on that. And a QL trigger as well, actually, just to shout that one out again. Oh, yeah. And get that one into that muscle kind of like roughly near your kidney. Oh, and oh, so sometimes good. you can get a yeah, nice release sensation. Uh, I have. I actually keep my massage ball in the car because if I do long journeys, it tightens up. Yeah, why are you showing me a little contraption that you have that you lie on? Don't you have one of them? Something like that little thing and it's got these two dots in it and it sits right where your QLs are and you can just lie on it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that wasn't you. Maybe that was someone else. Is this that sewer thing? The, the sewer release thing? So right. No, because what's a so rise? That'd be so ass. Yeah, but they do a spine one as well. Yeah, this is one for you. Yeah, I don't know. Someone showed me that they had one of them the other day. Maybe. Oh, it wasn't me. Maybe Sorry. it wasn't you. I don't know. Anyway, I just, I just assumed, mate, because you're the only guy I don't really know. Lower back pain. Oh, the only one. I well, no, I probably, yeah, no, you're right. The yeah. immediate guy I'm thinking of. Your stats at 80%? Yeah, 80 Are you doing your own stats here, man? I don't know, man. Where have you been researching? No, mate, Google's usually very reliable. <laughs> I haven't seen the, uh, what's that, Netflix, uh, the uh, Social Dilemma. Oh, okay. Netflix? No, I haven't seen that yet, so I don't know. Anyway. Right, anyway, so second thing, so we, we want to release the muscles that are tight. Uh, the, uh, the, so first thing was release the muscles that are tight. Second thing was address the weaknesses. So we've already yeah. identified generally in the back pain, we've got a weakness in those glute muscles. So that's extension of the hip and that is abduction of the, of the knee. So trying to yeah. strengthen them through those movements. There's also a weakness of a core. Uh, the core muscles, again, not the um, nice pretty six pack but those that, deeper ones. Yeah, those deeper ones. So we, we did a podcast on this, but in, in summary, it is anti-flexion, anti-extension, anti-rotation. Anti-movements. Anti yeah. Those ones that are going to target those deep core that so, actually stabilize the spine properly. So not looking to flex the spine, do heaps of crunches to, yeah. to try and feel that burn. Those side bends, then we started on them. We're looking to make sure that's exercises that challenge the, the spine to stay straight, stay stable, stay in that good posture yep. uh, against rotational forces and flexion and extension forces. Yeah, if, so, I'm look, if I'm looking at lower back pain, the three things I'm looking for straight away is their hips, are mm -hmm. they tight? Are their glutes weak? Is their core weak? Yeah. They're the three big, they're the three big things I look at straight away. I mean, I'm not saying that's the only cause to lower back pain, but they're the first three things I'm assessing. Yeah. And then third thing, so we've gone, uh, the third thing is, let's start addressing the technique now. So now that we yeah. relieved the tightness, now we've strengthened our weaknesses, that that activity or that exercise that's caused this maybe, so whether it's picking something up, um, putting something down, moving it around, let's go and address the technique for that now. So if we, so this, let's take the gym example, if we've done a deadlift, that's how it is, right, okay, let's strip the weight right back. Even if you go into an empty bar or a dowel. Or, you know, decrease your range of motion as well. Yeah, that's it. Make it shorter so, again, that you've got less lead of the length there and yeah. less, less, less force going through the body. So, let's address those techniques. So, alter the, the exercise to, like you said, a, a capable variation. Yep. Change the weight. Pain-free variation. And I think a good thing about that is, is taking the slow it down. Because a lot of people yeah. just want to lift that big weight and it's like, okay, I just need to bang out these reps. Just get one, get two, get three. But slowing it down so you're taking the time to, one, make sure every moment you're in that right position. But two, feeling the right muscles. So like me, I know that my back will switch on straight away if I'm not conscious yeah. and I activate those glutes. So I take the time now to make sure, can I feel that glute raise me? Can I feel it lower me? If not, I need to focus and, and re-engage that. Oh, mate. Couldn't have said it better myself. Don't count the reps. 
make the reps count. That's, we can get t-shirts made <laughs> soon, eventually. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be t-shirts made with that on there. Okay. I'll, I'll put that one down. Yeah, write that one down. But yeah, 100%. I think like tempo is like such a good one because, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're loading everything right. And if we're just jamming out reps, you know, left, right, and center, we don't want to basically break break that movement pattern. We want to yeah. keep that movement pattern solid so we're loading the right muscles. Quality, not quantity. Yeah, and then you want to speak about McGill's big three. Well, uh, no. Well, uh, let's talk about. Well, I do want to talk about McGill's big three, but I was just saying, um, what's probably like your favorite exercises, um, that you would subscribe to someone who's come to you and they said, hey, I want to get out of lower back pain. What's the very like the three big exercises you would give? Not let's let's forget about your mobility stuff, even though okay. well, we could do both. We could do both. You want to do three stretches first, and then three, um, exercises. Yeah. Did you have that many? Because I know you got. Do I have that many? Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's good that you've got that much confidence in that. <laughs> well, I, um, I know you were talking, uh, raving on about this move you called the what, the sexy iguana. Do you like the sexy iguana? Well, well explain, explain to us what. So, oh man, yeah, it's going to be a tough one, but let's give it. Give us your three best um, stretches or okay. releases or whatever. Three, three you best, give yours and I'll give mine. Okay, three best stretches. So there's that sexy iguana one, which is basically going from a prone position on all fours like hands and knees and you basically straighten one leg and drop a hip and then basically that will um, flex give you lateral flexion in the spine which targets that ql muscle uh, this is one okay. that a lot of people don't get into uh it's simple you don't need any equipment you just can do it on the floor anywhere it's like it's like a modified pigeon pose it is say. yeah it's, it's a pigeon pose but off to the side basically yeah. okay. that's that's a, a nice way to, to put it uh cool. other stretches I really like, um, I just like a simple quad stretch, lying on your side, but bringing your bottom knee up. So your bottom knee is at 90, or your hip is at 90 degrees, so your knee's pointing out, that locks that hip in place. So when you pull the foot behind you and pull your knee back, you're not then extending that spine and stressing that lower back where the pain is already. And then you can get that quad and that, that hip extension through there. Again, that's a simple one, requires no... No, yeah, so you're getting, you're getting your quad and you're also getting hip flexor in there as well. Yeah, so you can just lie down anywhere, anyhow, and stretch that off. And third one for lower back pain, I quite like the old crucifix stretch. Lying on the back, arms out, bringing one leg across. Yeah, so you're kind of getting that lumbar rotation from side to side. Yeah. I think that's really good as well. That's a really good one. That open book or crucifix or knee rocks. They've got several names. Uh, I think that's a really good one as well. I'd probably say my three favorite stretches um, would be, I'd say, a simple couch stretch. Okay, that's one I use uh, pretty much all the time. That's going to loosen up, you know, all my quad muscles, and it's also going to get up into those hip flexors as well, and also give me that more um, hip extension, which is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then, um, you know, I'm trying to think. What was my next stretch? Then, then oh, you do. No, no, I got, yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, so I also kind of, whenever I'm doing my assessment for lower back, I'm trying to figure out where it hurts for them. So is it hurting them? Uh, do they get pain more in extension or do they get pain in flexion? Okay, so if they're getting pain in uh, back extension, I'm probably going to give them either like a knee rock or a Jefferson curl. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'd, uh, or, but if they're getting pain in flexion, then I'm going to give them like a, 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 it's called a McKenzie stretch, or I've also heard it called a Cobra as well. But that's basically just when you're like, you got, you're lying in a prone position on the ground. And you're squeezing your glutes and you're kind of pushing 
you're back all the way up. Yep. So I kind of distinguish between those two. And then um, my third one as well would be, I call it a lateral line stretch, um, but it's essentially the same as a sexy iguana, if you want to call it that, uh, where it's just opening up that uh, those hips and also opening your, um, uh, stretching your QL as well. So they're probably my three favorite stretches. You just don't look as good doing it, you know? No, no, definitely not. But, <laughs> oh well. Um, so, okay, so that'd be my three favorite stretches. Uh, what would be your, do you want me to go first exercises or do you want to go first? What, do you want a little bit of time because you struggled on those three? For yeah, a, for oh, I don't know, man. You know, once the microphone gets turned on, a little bit of pressure goes to the head, you know? Uh, but <laughs> I said you know that many times, but sorry about that. Uh, Mark, what are your three favorite exercises? Right. It, it's all around the glutes. I, I just go for a simple clamshell. Uh, it's so simple, not a lot of people do it. It's, it's one of those ones, so we've talked about extension and abduction of the knee. So the, the clamshell takes care of that abduction. It's so simple. Yeah. But when people do it, my big thing is make sure your shoulders, hips, and feet against the wall. Because what people tend to do is rock the hips back to open those knees. Yeah. So it's not actually engaging the glutes. So if you go flat against the wall, you will see a difference in the Yeah, exactly. You actually want your hip probably like like rotating forwards more so than backwards, if anything. What's that? I don't hip know. rotated forwards, so you were not rota- opening up. Ah, right, yeah, sorry. I thought you meant people rotating forward to open it up. I was like, ah, that doesn't make sense. Just a little visual demonstration for my yeah, That's all clear, that's all clear now. For the microphone? Um, yeah. And then the, the next one is just, just a, a glute bridge being able to raise the hips up by driving through the heels because typically what you'll find when a lot of people do this their hamstrings will kick off and they'll, they'll feel like oh that's really tight in the hamstrings like, because you're not using the glute and I like to combine that with a little bit of feedback from basically poking the bum cheek so you yeah as you yeah absolutely so when you when you extend your hips you want to extend that's not what you do with your clients mate that, hey, it works, it works. Like, I hope you ask them first uh, well, I don't do it to them, they do it to themselves. It's, uh, I do, there's a line there, there's a line, and I try not to cross it. The police are listening? <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, where was I? Yes, so yeah, when, you, when you're looking to activate a muscle, sometimes you can't do it. I remember my left glute used to be typically bad at this, the yep. right one would fire fine, but if you press that muscle while you're trying to activate, you get that feedback to the brain. Kinesthetic feedback. Yeah, that kinesthetic feedback. That's the, is a big word. That's the fancy word for it. That's a fancy word. And then the brain can come back, find it, switch it on, and you can feel that muscle tense up, and then you feel that engagement. So I like to use it in combination with, with that one as well. Um, and my, my third exercise is some sort of variation of the, the Romanian deadlift, whatever uh, oh, yeah. works. So that hip hinge, so being able to yeah. brace the core, keep that straight, while flexing the hips and looking for those glutes to kick in and help you back up. So that brings it into a much more kind of functional movement in, in everyday. So if you go to pick up the pick up the pin and change that, pull the bag out of the bin, you're able to do that a little bit better when you can actively engage that hip hinge. Yeah, and look, that's I think that's a really good one to do as well. And actually, like, was that one of your three? Was it? Well, no, actually, I'm going to add a fourth one now. Um, I'm going to add four exercises, so I'm going to definitely put some type of hip hinge in there as well, or some type, or some type of squat pattern, because it's just going to teach um, whoever you, whoever has lower back pain how to actually load their body properly. Mm-hmm. So they're actually loading through their hips and not so much their back. Yeah. You know, so they actually can. So if I was going to add a fourth exercise, I'd add like a hip hinge or a squat pattern. 
uh, in there as well. But my uh, probably be, yeah. Yeah. So my big uh, three would be some would be a banded um, glute bridge. Mm-hmm. I think a it's going to fire up the glutes, and I got that band in there as well, so I can actually push into that band to create that abduction and get those uh, glute meets as well. Yeah. So now, so it's essentially like a clam exercise, but I'm also getting my glutes in there, and I'm also teaching us teaching you at the same time how to kind of like tilt um, your pelvis mm-hmm. in probably more of a um, safe way and get control of those little muscles as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's probably my first one would be a glute bridge. Um, my second one uh, would be um, some type of anti-extension exercise on your back. So a good one that I use probably a lot of is a dead bug. Mm-hmm. Some type of dead bug variation that's going to switch on those deep core really like muscles. I and, think it's a great one. And it just, you know, it, it, it fires up those deep core muscles, helps it's great stabilizer for the spine. Um, and then I'd probably put, if I could only do three, um, my third exercise as well would be a bird dog. So mm-hmm. it's essentially that a dead bug, but now you flip and you're over yeah. on, in that quadruped position or on all fours. Um, and you've got one arm out and one leg behind you. And that's a really good one because it kind of does get a little bit of those um, back extensors, yeah. but it's also you're trying to um, counteract that, get that anti-extension uh, yeah. as well. And I think they're probably my three favorite ones. And then if I had to add another one or my fourth one, I'd load them up. Well, I would not load them up, sorry. I'd teach them the hinge pattern yeah. or the squat pattern. Yeah, perfect. They'd be my favorite ones. Um, great. So that's, that's the cures. Another thing I'd like people to consider is, before we sign off, is like a lot of it comes from that seated position where we're in that sedentary, or however you want to pronounce it, yeah. lifestyle, we're on computers uh, an awful lot of the time. Change a chair. Change a chair. Get a, an ergonomic chair. Do you pronounce that? An, er- an ergonomic chair. Well, yeah. Carry on, mate. I'm not as familiar about ergonomic chairs. Well, this, this is good. I'm actually I'm moving house in a couple of weeks, and after I move house, I'm going to get one of these chairs for when I'm doing my, my laptop work. But there's a couple of kinds you get. You get the kneeling chair, which is basically a, a seat pad with a, a knee pad in front of it. So what it does when you sat there, it actually opens up your hips more. So you're spreading that load. It puts you into a better posture. And it opens those hips up. So we're talking about getting those short, tight hip flexors. It helps prevent that. It's not going to cure it, but it helps prevent it. The other type of chair is like an ergonomic saddle chair. So what it looks like is exactly what it sounds like. It is like a, like a horse's saddle. What you'll find is it's tapered at the front. It's like a giant bike saddle, actually. So it allows your, your legs to kind of drop down. Probably, you could probably use that saddle on your sex swing that you usually have at your place anyway. <laughs> you wouldn't even need to go out and buy one. Oh, well, that's, oh, yeah, I could convert that. I need to, need to get a suspended uh, desk for the laptop then. But, but yeah. Yeah, so those saddles allows your legs to drop down past the edge of the seat. So again, it opens up those hips okay. and puts you in a better seated position as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that, that actually that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I mean, and touching on that, and if you can't afford a ergonomic chair as well maybe just you know once every hour get up give yourself a little bit of a stretch through your hips i think maybe do a couple glute bridges on the office floor i also had a look on gumtree and facebook there's a couple around about 100 to 150 dollars around about the brisbane area so if you're listening to this and you're looking for one what about marketplace yeah marketplace as well there's a couple couple down there maybe i'll start maybe i'll do a little side hustle and start buying them and then selling them back to you for more expensive price (laughs) i'll buy all the ones up (laughs) 
I'll buy them all up <laughs> and then I'll have Mark looking and I'll go, yeah, I'm, I'm an extra 50 bucks or something on top of it. Yeah, you don't want to buy one, that's it. That's all I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, how many chairs do you think I'm going to buy? I don't know, man. I've only got one ass to I'll buy, Yeah, but if I buy all the chairs up, then you've got nowhere to go. Yeah, I'll make my own. You make your own. Uh, handy with the hands, mate. Right, okay, well, look, that's for all for today. That is our little ramble on back pain. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was useful for you. Hopefully this is, you can go and apply this if you are suffering from back pain. If you have any questions, uh, get in touch with us. You can get in touch with me at mac.pt.fitness on Instagram. You can get in contact with Maddie. And you can get in touch with me at mr underscore performax science. Okay. Mr. Performax Science. Mr. Underscore Performax Science. And also, um, I do actually have those exercises that I was talking about before on my Instagram page as well. Yeah. So I got those three. My three favorite exercises were um, back pain and my three favorite stretches as well. So if you are listening to this and you're like, what the hell was he talking about with that bird, dog, and dead bug? I've never heard of these exercises before. Jump on Instagram and you should be able to find that as well. But feel free, give a like comment maybe even a follow share if you're really feeling like you want to do that as well so um anyway that's my two cents for the end of the podcast right so for me it's goodbye say goodbye maddie see you guys see you next week